0: Good morning, good people. Welcome to A to Z Sports Live, presented by Texas Family Fitness, Freeman, Mazda, and Hyundai, and Worth the board. I am your host, Will, Skywalkerfield. Oh yeah, it's Monday, and the rumor mill was on fire this weekend. It was on fire. Starting at the end of Friday's show. So we'll touch on all of that, of course, right? Cooper, you got Law, you got Schultz, you got Gallup, all that stuff. We'll touch on that in and out of the morning roundup. And also in the roundup, got to talk about my favorite prospect from this past weekend's uh, combine. I think a lot of you know who it is already, right? In fact, that entire team just straight up killed the combine. So we'll talk about that in the roundup. And if you want to be heard you can hit us up on the Pulse of the Nation hotline 351-999-3787 that's 351-999-87 I'm sorry 3787 there you go I'm sitting here can't read my own dang on phone line That's right go dogs man go dogs go dogs Um yeah 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 y'all it was a uh, interesting weekend in regards to the rumor mill And uh, we'll touch on all that. We'll dive into it as we usually do. We'll get into the details and things like that. And I'll try to give you my quality take until all this stuff is figured out. So we'll get to that. But first, Cowboys Nation, before we dive into all that good stuff, let's give some shout-outs in the building. Uh, T-Mac, I see you. Professor O, the mod guy. What's up, man? Uh, Creative genius Tommy Robertson. Felipe, what's going on, Felipe? I am doing well. Fresh fade in the building. David C., James Ruff. Drove the Gooner, Zoo See, I see you. Ready, red in the building. Knock, uh, knock. Done. What's up, knock? I'm just call you knock three hundred five. What's up, knock? Uh, Tom Downey burner account already. I'll get to your your super chat in a second, Tom. I got you. Uh, Mr. Kima, Kevin K, TC nine one five, Derek Fisher, Antoine Swain, uh, Mark Cannella, David C, Brandon C, Gregory. Y'all in the building this morning? Early. <laughs> Y'all must be anxious to hear what I got to say about all this crap, huh? Uh, Bear25. Who else over here on YouTube? Mark Nella, Frankie, Jonathan, JP, what's up? Over here on Facebook, real quick, if I can get to you. Ruben Boyce, Robert Shook, D.A. Lee, CJ Richards, Shelly B, Jason T, Peter Rizzo, Mo, and Chuck P. Good morning. Good people. Thank you for being here this morning. I'm fired up. What's up, Wayne? What's up, Rob? To talk about. All of this. And I want to talk about it with y'all. So if you want to call in, you can. If not, it's all good. I have you guys in my chat here. The chat. uh Let me see if I can bring it up. The fan chat box here. We'll talk and we'll we'll work through this thing. We'll work through this thing. Uh Before I do that, though, I told you I was going to go see the Batman. Did anybody else check out the Batman? I once saw it. Um... I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna give y'all my honest opinion. I'll try not to spoil it too much. I'ma just say this. I nodded off like twice, and I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> not it off, man. And it's probably not because the it was like a trash movie. I don't want to be disrespectful to it because I think it was true to Batman. Very goth like. Uh Gotham, right? But it was so dark the whole entire damn movie. Like DC is so drastically different from MCU, which I favor more. It's like WWF versus WCW, right? You, you pick one, right? And I'm an I'm a MCU guy. Uh, DC likes to go towards the darkness. Uh, they kind of went away from that with the Shazam movie. It was kind of dark, but it was a lot of fun too. But this one was pure dark, which is fine. But it was literally dark. The entire movie. A three-hour movie. That I want to see in the evening. Yeah, not at off, man. Not at all. A few times, it was it was very dry. I'm an action type guy. I thought the fight scenes were mid. I you know, I don't think it was all that great. People are really talking about the car chasing. It was cool. It was cool, but I just don't know that they did Batman justice in that. And I am I am a Superman guy. If y'all can see my tattoo up here, I'm a Superman guy. But I but I follow it all. And the Batman movie to me was one of those movies where it was like a classic film noir. It took you back a little bit, detective type of thing. But um, I feel like this was more of an origin story. Am I wrong for those who are or big time into to, to Batman? This felt more origin-like for a first film as opposed to, you know, a, a film that had its characters already developed, which I totally understand. Uh, I think the second and third movies from the trilogy, I'd imagine it'll be a trilogy, will be much better than the first one. Now, what did I like, Scott? What did you like? I liked Penguin. I thought Penguin Penguin was dope. Uh, Colin Farrell was amazing in that. Uh, I hope he's the main antagonist in the next one. Uh, The Riddler was creepy. Catwoman, she was... Like, Zoe Kravitz killed it, but they could have did her a little bit better. I did not like the Bruce Wayne part of Batman. I did not like the fact that you didn't see a lot of his tech... Like Batman's supposed to have the most amazing tech in the universe and it was where? where was it? So to me, if, if what I said, what I recommend to go see it, I, I would not I would say wait for it to come out. So that's where I'm at with it y'all. I look into the chat, see how y'all felt um if I had to give it a, a you know one to ten, I, I'd give it like a, a six. that's six. I might be being generous there, to be honest with you. Yeah. People were saying D.A. Lee, the dark Knight's is just hand downs, but there were people I saw on Twitter saying this was better than The dark fam. It's not touching the dark Knight on any capacity. It's not touching it. Brandon said, getting a trilogy. Mr. Freeze may be next. I am very interested to see Mr. Freeze. Now, Y'all, we all, A lot of us grew up watching the, the Batman and Robin movie. We understand that was just, it wasn't a good movie. But it was very cartoonish and Mr. Freeze on Schwarzenegger. I'm pretty damn sure it's not going to be like that. So I'm interested to see how it goes. Uh, how would I rank Patterson's performance as Batman? He wasn't bad. He wasn't a bad Batman. Again, I wanted to see more tech. He he was his hand to hand combat was pretty decent. I'll give him that, uh, but I wasn't overly impressed. That's all. Wasn't overly impressed, Joe. Sadika said, "My son said it was a waste of money." My lady said the same thing. She was like, "This is." Uh, Joe said the movie was too long and nodded off. I did too. I nodded off about two or three times in that movie, and my lady was just laughing at me. <laughs> but all right, let's get enough of Batman talk. Let's get into Cowboys. Uh, news on the roundup.
1: Look at them, do about that sound.
2: It's time! It's time! It's, time. It's time. it's time. 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 time! it's time! It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys.
0: This is the morning roundup presented by Texas Family Fitness. Strive for progress, not perfection. Fitness goals are not accomplished. With one workout, progress towards your goals with Texas Family Fitness. Spring is coming along. Summer's almost here. You want to look good when that heat breaks out. So make sure you all hit up Texas Family Fitness at any of the nine locations or visit texasfamilyfitness.com for more information. All right, let's start off with the combine. A little bit of combine stuff there. As you guys can see, I'm a little biased at this damn point. But this was a fun combine in a way. Maybe it's because, you know, there was fans there. We haven't really – it's been about a year or two, I think about two years since you had a normal type combine. Maybe it was the NFL cheating on their ticker, (laughs) their their 40 ticker. But nonetheless, these guys came to perform, and I thought the Georgia defense – just was went berserk. And, and in honesty, the Georgia team in general. But Jordan Davis, my goodness. Listen, I, I don't know that Combine should like soar you all the way up into a top 10 or top five or anything like that. And I'm being I'm exaggerating here. But because the tape should tell it all, right? The Combine just allows you to see their athleticism that you may or may have not seen on tape or confer, confirms what you saw on tape. Jordan Davis, my man ran a 4.78 at 6'6", 6, 340-plus 6, pounds. That doesn't make any sense. Not only that, he had a 10-foot-3 broad jump and a 32-inch vert. The dude had one of the greatest performances at the combine, pound for pound, ever. Not to be outdone, Devontae Wyatt had a great combine as well. Chavon Walker, right? Uh, Channing Tindall, George Pickens earlier, you know, we talked about the the wide receivers on Friday. I mean, the Georgia players definitely made you know, stick their claim as you better draft me in the top, the first or second round. And you're going to get a good one. You're going to get a good one. But I, I can't, I couldn't stop rapping. I mean, this is no joke. We're at, we're at the movies waiting for the game to come on um, the game, the movie to start. And my lady has no idea what the hell a combine is. She she she, she don't know what's going on. But I needed to talk about what this man, this mountain, did. So I look over to her and I say, "Do you see this? Let me put this in 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 layman's terms here. This man is so and so and so and so and ran a so and so, and compared it to something that she could maybe you know get a hold of." Because I was excited, excited for him, but a little nervous. That he ain't gonna be there at twenty four Cowboys Nation. Don't see it happening. Uh other standouts at the combine this past weekend. I think you had Troy Anderson as somebody we talked about, linebacker out of uh Montana State, ran a four four one, six three, two hundred and forty-three pounds. Now remember we talked about Dan Quinn style linebackers. He doesn't fit the mold except he's ultra athletic. That is, if, if you're ultra-athletic, that is the exception to the rule. Troy Anderson is the exception to the rule. I would love to have a Troy Anderson on my team where that's the debate. Uh, we talked about Channing Tindall. He ran well, especially in the 40. had a nice vert, too, and a good broad jump. Uh, Christian Harris, Alabama linebacker. I'm not always fans of Alabama linebackers. For whatever reason, the translation to the NFL isn't the greatest, but he ran a hell of a 42, uh, 6'2", 226, ran a 4'4", and had an 11-foot broad jump. So he showed his explosiveness, and then the pass rushers. My goodness, you know they ran well and showed their athleticism. Jermaine Johnson, Ajabo, uh, Boye Mafe, Sam Williams out of Mississippi State ran a four four six, and the cat from Virginia Tech ran a four three nine. Amari Barno, I believe, four three nine, at six four two forty six. So these dudes are just getting. It seems like more athletic. Each and every year, each and every year, it was a fun combine, and we'll talk more about these prospects uh, throughout the week. Tomorrow, I may do my top five first round uh, picks for the Cowboys. That's something I'm thinking. I've been thinking about over the last two days, so stick around for that. All right, let's get to the Cowboys' news, man. So tomorrow is the franchise tag deadline, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, and. It looks like Orlando Brown is the first player, prime player, to get the tag, and there's going to be a lot of them I think that will because teams can't afford to let so- certain guys go. Uh, Chris when the Devontae Adams, Jesse Bates of the world. Would you put Dalton Schultz in that category? <laughs> because that's exactly what the Cowboys seem to be doing here. Uh, According to reports, again, this is all reports until things actually happen. uh, Dalton Schultz is likely to be tagged, which would place an $11 million cap hold on the 2022 cap. Now, I personally think this is more so to get a long term deal because I don't think they want to keep that cap hit for 2022. Uh, But. I guess the, cat, the tag came down to whether you wanted to tag him or, or Gregory, and we talked about it. $20 million to Gregory on the tag, I just wouldn't do that. Uh, they're going to try to get a long-term deal worked out with him. $11 million you can you can absorb once you make other moves, but you're going to look, look to extend or, or not extend, get a long-term deal with Schultz. That's just giving you what that is, what that means. Would I do that? Absolutely not. Uh, we talked about it a bunch of times. I just would not do it. The tight end class looks pretty solid in the mid-rounds. I can get you a Dalton Schultz, Schultz role type of player, right? And I can sign me a veteran to kind of ease that young player along, okay? So I'm not really for it, but but according to reports on ESPN, Todd Archer, um, I'm sorry, Adam Schefter, he is a candidate. He is the Cowboys' candidate. So, we went from not getting a tag last week to possibly getting a tag this week. Also, let me make a correction from last week, Cowboys Nation. You know, I was asked last week about if the Cowboys would still have to pay Blake Jarwin if they cut him, even though he's injured. I believe B. Bird asked me this. I mistakenly said no because I didn't think he had an injury guarantee. Well, Todd Archer reported that he does have an injury guarantee, and while the Cowboys will gain some cap space by cutting Jarwin, it wouldn't be as much as if he were healthy. So I want to clarify that. You can cut Blake Jarwin, you'll get some cap, just not as much because of the injury. So that's where we're at with that one. And then finally, the, the biggest news, I guess, if you want to call. Yeah, yeah, we'll say that. The biggest news coming out of the weekend happened last night. Uh, multiple sources told Calvin Watkins that the Cowboys offered Demarcus Lawrence a pay cut and he declined, putting himself, uh, putting his future with the Cowboys in doubt. Brian Broadis came out and said the pay cut was was around five to seven million dollars. And he turned it down. Again, if you know me, if you if you know how I feel about uh players in the NFL, I'm always for the players getting their bread. So I, I don't blame DeMarcus Lawrence for not taking that big of a pay cut. Especially when just in twenty twenty you restructured my deal to make the cap hit. 27 million dollars this year so you didn't have to do that (laughs) you did that a lot of people are saying is he worth 27 million dollars you're missing the point the cap hit is 27 because of the restructures it's not what he's being paid this year okay and you can argue if he's even worth 20 whatever that's your prerogative right Uh, I told you guys I'm in the business of collecting the best players I can possibly have if I can and you can with one Demarcus Lawrence, and we'll get to Cooper in a second. Um, Let's talk about what a cut would mean for Demarcus Lawrence. So, a pre-June 1st cut gets the Cowboys about $8 million in cap savings, but $19 million as a dead cap hit in 2022. So, I don't really see them doing that. That leads me to believe that this will be a, he'll be designated a post June 1st cut saving about $19 million on the cap this year with an $8 million cap hit this year, as well as an $11 million cap hit in 2023. A lot of numbers we just threw out through there throughout that you just now, but that's what I think is going to happen. And you can designate two guys June post June 1st designations But the problem is the team is required to carry the player's full cap number until June 2nd, meaning the Cowboys will not get the maximum cap availability if they do get rid of Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence, and we'll get to Cooper in a second, Cowboys Nation. I want to stick with Demarcus Lawrence right now, and I'll get to the chat and see what you guys got to say. Uh, But the player's salary comes off the books at the time. Uh, at that time, June 2nd, unless it's guaranteed. So, while these things are most likely to happen in regards to DeMarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper, I think they do have to play some games with it. I don't think you can designate both of those guys June uh, first, post-June 1st first cuts, because you don't get a chance to touch the $39 million cap saving. And in regards to Amari Cooper... Pre-June is $16 million in cap. You'll get, and post-June is $20. they will probably elect to forego the $4 million so they can get that $16 million right now because with the cut of Cooper and then a restructure of Dak, you're now under the cap. But y'all know my feelings on Demarcus Lawrence. I don't think this is a... Crawford situation a Sean Lee situation where their performances was just not just wasn't good anymore right it just wasn't good anymore the games that the Marcus Lawrence played showed you he was still very much a top defensive end my only concern with the Marcus Lawrence moving forward would be injury uh, but it, it would be something that I take the risk on something you're going to take risk right every year you're going to take risk on contracts on players he's what I take a risk on if I'm trying to win it all if I'm trying to win it all I want him back but it looks like the end is near when you go to a player and ask for a pay cut and they say no it looks like it's a wrap so that's where that's where we're going to be at there will be there's likely going to be no tank here which I got to say about that here Good player, but not uh, top in the league. I hear that a lot. Um, Lauren says, my cuts are Anthony Brown and LVE. Well, LVEs can't cut him. He's not on the team. AB, that's one that's been talked about. Fresh said, why would D-Law take a pay cut? The team has shown that they can't manage extra money anyways. Danny believes he won't get more than 12 to 14 at most with a one-year deal. I would imagine his his agent knows the temperature of the market out there, and there are a lot of teams with a lot of money. 12 to, 12 to 14, I would go on the higher end of that. I mean, 15 at the minimum, I think, is what, what he'll get out on the open market. Minimum. Uh, the fact that he got 20 was because the Cowboys did that to themselves. They could have signed him at, you know, after the first year, and they tagged him twice, so that's on them. Uh, yep. Tom Downey said you dragged your feet, waited to pay, and then restructured the deal. Just absolutely shit management. That seems to be the Cowboys' mo. Play hardball. Play hardball. Play hardball. Make them wait. Make them wait. Overpay. Then in two years, complain about the fact that you had to overpay because you backed yourself in the corner to do so. Then no, we're going to blame the player. That's what they do. Another player that they're starting to blame, the spin campaign, or if you, the smear is what they say, campaign, is on full go, is with one Amari Cooper. Now, the, the smear started well before the article dropped about him not showing full effort against the 49ers, which, give me a damn break. I went back and watched the damn plays, okay? if that is what they want to hold their hat on with Amari Cooper in that game, the game where he was the only wide receiver to get busy, the only real touchdown drive went to Amari. If that's what they're holding their hat on, this is beyond just cap. This is stubbornness. This is, I want to be right. This is, this is beyond the player. I'm sorry. Beyond the player. I should say, because it is cap beyond the player and his performance. They said that it was troubling, according to sources, his effort on the final drive of the 49er game. I promise you, I'll go back and watch. There, there's nothing troubling about it. There's nothing tr There's it, it, nothing troubling about it. With that said, what you need to do, if you can, is trade him, right? Like that is that has to be the move, the move with Amari Cooper is to trade him. And at this point, Cowboys Nation, I'm looking at anything I can get. Anything. I don't want to fall into cutting both the Marcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper for nothing. And this is what the Cowboys tend to do. I asked this question on Twitter. When is the last time the Dallas Cowboys have got a real good haul or just even a mid haul on a player from a trade? They don't. It doesn't happen because they hold on to said player and then they release them or they don't resign them. Whereas we talked about this before with the Patriots, because that's what they like to do, right? They want to say, we want to do things like the Patriots. But well, the Patriots get something in return nine times out of 10. Something in return. You're going to get nothing. You traded a first round pick, extended him or, or, yeah, extended him or signed him, really. He hit free agency. He allowed the man to hit free agency, first of all. You signed him to the deal, and you're going to get rid of this man three seasons later. Or nothing. And there are people. Really acting like. There's nothing wrong with that. Because. He's not worth it. Worth. Worth is. Is something that could be. Defined in different businesses. A different way. How can I show my worth. When I. What I do is relied upon others around me. I can't throw the ball to myself I can't game plan to myself I can't show you my worth unless you allow me to so I think that's hilarious to me he's not worth it okay anyway let's let's take a listen to Ian Rappaport about the trade situation um, I kind of I'm along the lines with with Ian gonna pull it up here Take a listen to Ian Rappaport on the trade. He was on uh, Pat McAfee's show here. I
2: believe done with the Cowboys. Um, I think they'll try to trade him before they release him, which I think makes some sense. Now, it's a big contract. It's $20 million. The Cowboys can get out from under it, so I do not believe that he'll be back next year, but I'm not so sure that it might take a minute. I think they will try to, try to trade him, see what they can do, see if they can get some value for him before they ultimately decide to release him. There's no rush. Like, his – Contract doesn't become fully guaranteed until the fifth day of the league year. So they got plenty of time to see if see if they can swing a trade. Are they floating this out there that they're going to cut him just to see if anybody will come make offers for a trade? This feels to be like recent history, the new move. Remember Rodney Hudson from the Raiders yeah. a couple years ago? He was cut, then he was traded to um, the Cardinals. Then it happened last offseason. I forget who it was. It was a veteran player who was cut, then he was traded. Maybe Stephon. I'm not – no – Uh, Ah, Gilmore. Yeah. Didn't he get cut? It was was Gilmore. Yeah. It feels Uh, like this is a new move. Is that what's happening here or no? I, I don't think this is a move because it actually, I know people think that like you floated out there to, to force, you know, to create a trade, but people knew, uh, I think people knew Amari's days were sort of numbered. It doesn't help because if you're going to, if you really want Amari Cooper, you might say, you know what, if they're going to release him, we'll just wait. Um, so once the news hits, they're going to release him. It actually makes trading him harder. You better It's better to do it kind of behind the scenes, you know, kind of whispers. And, and, you know, maybe you could theoretically fake that there's like a huge market and get a trade. So it actually doesn't help anyone to have this news out there. I'm sure Amari's not thrilled. I'm sure the Cowboys aren't thrilled. And uh, the only people happy are the teams that you know may have wanted to trade for him because the market gets depressed a little bit yeah and i always wondered how that was a good negotiation move because if you're going to cut it why would you pick up a 20 million dollar salary if you know you could potentially get him in the free market which yep. would happen if he was released?
0: i i 100 agree with both of them towards the end of, of that uh, uh back and forth there if they wanted to trade him they wouldn't be they wouldn't talk about all this this wouldn't be out there and, again, if this happened to be another organization that did make trades and, and, and got back quality assets for said player, then it wouldn't matter what they said because they have that relationship. They have that, uh, they have that on their resume, right, that they can do this. They do this, but they don't. So I don't have confidence that they'll get anything back, but I'll ask you guys, you know, I'll ask you guys, what trade compensation would you want back for Amari Cooper? And while y'all think about that, I'm going to tell you about the ride of the week this week on A to Z sports Dallas. But before, like I said before that, what trade compensation would you want back for one Amari Cooper? This week's ride of the week is the 2022 Hyundai Santa Fe. It's price tag puts in a reach of a broad range of buyers, but it still offers plenty of features that the modern family will find desirable such as heated front seats, blind spot monitoring, heated exterior mirrors, XM satellite radio, and passive keyless entry with push to start. Okay, a lot of those things I thoroughly enjoy out of my uh, Mazda, but this one here is a 2022 Honda Santa Fe. So if you want to know more about it, hit up freemanmazda.net and type in 2022 Honda Santa Fe for our ride of the week starting this week, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let's get back to the question at hand. What trade compensation would you want back for Amari Cooper? Uh, Mike Harris says two first-round picks. James wants Calvin Ridley in return. Fresh, a second, and fourth would satisfy me. Uh, Cowboy D says a fourth, at least a two. I'm at the two as well. I, you know, Realistically speaking, I don't see that happening. But – I would love to get a second round pick for him. Uh, must be a top 10 pick. Clumsy, you know, that ain't happening. Uh, Professor O, a late second. Chris wants JC Jackson. JC, if I'm not mistaken, is a free agent. Uh, second round. Sadika, you believe he's not going anywhere? Is that what I'm getting from that? You believe Cooper's staying? Huh. Uh, I'll take a third if we can get it. A 24 and to the Jets for 10. I'm not sure if you heard or seen the reports. It doesn't look like teams are looking to trade for a Mark Cooper right now. Damn sure ain't going to trade a top 10 pick for Mark Cooper. So I don't see that happening. I know that Brian floated that out there like two weeks ago, I think, on the on the draft show. But that ain't happen. Um, Who are the sources that floated this info out? I wonder. So we're looking at a lot of people want at the very least a second. I think at the very least, a third. I would be happy to get a third. I just don't really see that happening, y'all. I don't really see that happening. So let's get to the, to the, to the supposed rude issue, which is not really a supposed. I think it is the rude issue. Here. The whole he's not worth it thing. And I often bring up statistics, right? And sometimes stats really don't tell the whole story. Uh, but stats have context. And I think in this case, these are some stats that I believe need to be talked about when it comes to this man. Because you can, on one hand, talk about his targets and on the other hand, acknowledge the system is the reason when these numbers back up his targets. So between 2019 and 2021, when Amari Cooper is targeted eight plus times, and I wanted to use eight plus because a lot of the top wide receivers uh, get targeted eight times or more times in the games. And a lot of them really are 10, <laughs> but I went with eight. He had 21 games in three seasons where he was targeted eight plus times, which is not a lot, by the way, uh, seven average, seven receptions, 93 yards per game and total 12 touchdowns is that 93 yards per game would have been fourth in 2021. Okay. And to put, to put the 21 games in perspective, Devontae Adams had 13 games in 2021, targeted eight-plus times. DeAndre Hopkins, over 20 and 21, which was just a year in, like, six games, he had 17 games. Keenan Allen had 14 games in 21. Cooper Cup had 15 games in 21. You mean to tell me if Amari Cooper was targeted eight-plus times on a regular basis, he wouldn't put up similar numbers? You kidding me? In fact, let's take a look at when Amari Cooper was targeted eight plus times this year. Here we go. Four times. That's it. One, two, three, four. Here are his numbers. 13 receptions, a buck, 39, two tutties. Five for 55 in a dub. Eight for 122 in a touchdown and seven for 85 in a touchdown. Now you tell me when you look at those numbers that then he's not worth it. And then complain about him not being this rah-rah dog Des Bryant type. I don't give a damn. Can you produce for me when we come to you? That's what he does. That's what he does. Now remember what Stephen Jones said. And then remember these, these numbers. In fact, I'm not even going to try to make you guys remember what Stephen Jones said. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Let me pull it up here so you guys can hear his excuse. Come on now, system don't want to work for me. Here's Steven Jones on the whole system target thing.
3: Back to the decision ahead on Amari. His usage, not just production, but in terms of how often he was targeted, even when he was on the field, it was it was down. Mm-hmm. What? you make of his relative lack of involvement especially for someone you know who's got the contract of a number one wide receiver?
4: I just think uh, it's an offensive philosophy and with you know when we had the the skilled players that we had uh, you know between Kellen and Dak I think there was a progression of you know where you threw the ball and depending on how the defense played you uh, it would point the ball to you know to certain places where Hey, if they're going to double over here and they're going to double over the top over here, then that's going to dictate that the ball goes here. So I think it's more of a system deal. It wasn't a thing where we just said, hey, we, we're not going to target Amari as much. So Is that the
3: right system? On a
2: system, then that
1: make financial I did getting your investment
4: dollars? We go through all that. I mm-hmm. mean, like I said, I'm not going to get into individually this stuff. But, yes, all that plays into mm-hmm. how we invest.
1: You
0: know, that just bugs me all that plays into how we invest. Now this isn't a shocker y'all, but I'm saying if you see the numbers in the film um and you know that when he's given these targets he produces wouldn't you think all right, let me change the system as opposed to changing the player. That's how I look at it. But again, the moving on from Amari Cooper I don't think is is a shocker because it was built in the contract that this could happen, right? Uh, they didn't restructure it, things like that. It's more of a frustration to me. It's more of a frustration because I feel like we'll be right back here in a couple of years. If I had confidence that they'd use this money to go get better at the position or go get better at another position, I might be okay with that. For all the pro get rid of all of our best players here, do you have confidence that they'll use the money to go get better in free agency? I don't. I don't. So, you know, it comes off to me, guys, kind of corny, what the front office is doing to some fans, and a little bit shady. And what makes me question a move like this is like I said I feel like A we'll be back here again B they don't know what the hell they want and C do they even have any idea what the hell they're doing I was thinking about this a lot of people this is what a lot of people want to do but when you when you, when you really dive into it we could be right back here in a, few, in a few years a lot of people want to say let's bring back got a lamb let's bring back Gallup, which we'll get to here in a second, y'all. Said Wilson. And go draft a wide receiver in round one. I firmly believe if you do that, if you draft a wide receiver in round one, you are pushing either 88 or 13 out the door in about two or three years. Probably closer to two. In fact, 88 is up for a contract extension after next year. So... I don't even, as, as much as wide receiver gets pushed up the board, where they take it will be telling, where they take the wide receiver will be telling moving forward. Promise you that. Uh, let me get to some super chats I didn't get to here. Super chat. Uh, B. Burr, appreciate you for the $5 donation. He says, the Joneses are doing it again. Why the leaks? Just release them. The reason is that they're trying to sway public opinion. Smart fans know better. Absolutely. This is this is Joneses 101. No other team does stuff like that. I uh, appreciate Tom Downey. I didn't get a chance chat. to get to your super chat earlier. He said, so let me get this straight. You're going to make this roster less talented, but expect the staff you retain to do more with less. What could go wrong? That's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like. Felipe says, why cutting Coop? Who was willing to block on run plays and tagging a tight end was reluctant to do the dirty job on those run plays. But let me just say this real quick about Dalton Schultz. I don't think he's a poor blocker, especially in a phone booth. I think he's he's okay. He's serviceable. Uh, I think where his blocking took a huge step back was in space, uh, and in general, I think it took a step back. But. I personally believe it's because, hey, I'm I'm tight in number one. I, I'm pass catcher guy. I came in, I came in run blocker guy, but I'm pass catcher guy now. And I think that that kind of was beneath them a little bit. I, and I could just be talking, but I but I do think that. I do think that. All right. But speaking of Michael Gallup, lots of reports surrounded our guy, Michael Gallup, Cowboys Nation. And said Wilson. But before we do that, let me talk about Worth the Poor. Worth the Pour is a family-owned and operated luxury liquor store with affordable prices, a wide variety of spirit and wine, uh, beer samples that are available, making your drink choice very easy. And for the game day parties that won't end, they even offer liquor deliveries to all of Denton County. So if you are in Denton County, hit up Worth the Pour on their website or the app. If you're not in Denton County, give them a call, pass along your zip code, and they'll schedule a delivery if possible. Or hit up said app. To schedule your delivery today. If that's worth the poor. Visit worth the poor.com. So Michael Gallup, guys. It's come out that Gallup and the Cowboys are closing in on a long-term deal. I I gotta hit you with this one here. <laughs> Because last week, we kind of set this up, and really for a few weeks, but last week I brought it up. I said, it's, it's kind of feeling like they're going to get rid of Amari Cooper, bring back Michael Gallup. And I was thinking of maybe a one-year, $8 million type of deal. I, I was thinking a prove-it deal. You're coming off the ACL, whatever. But the rumors are, and this is the rumor mill, this isn't what it's supposed to be. It's looking like a long-term deal. Now, I won't talk about five years, 30 million that was floated as a rumor from my guy. And then my. I don't think it's that. I know a lot of people saw that on Twitter and they're like, oh, my God, it was five million, 30, five years, 30 million. That's an amazing offer. <laughs> it is. In fact, it's an offer that will probably get his agent fired or get his, his agent won't have any more uh, clients. That's a terrible deal for Michael Gallup. But it would not shock me. If they offered him something like that, because that's what Dallas does. They find a crack in the a kink in the armor. Are you hurt, guy? Can we take advantage of that? They did it multiple times over the years. They did it with Barry Church. Right? So they'll they'll try to find a crack. And the crack is, well, Gallup, you're hurt. You're not gonna get this on the open market. And again, I'm not saying that is the deal. That is what was rumored by certain people. However, PFF projects Michael Gallup's deal to look like this. 4 million are from sorry, 4 years, 55 million, 33 million guaranteed. I, you know, I I just think that that kind of deal is so unnecessary. And I and listen, Gallup get your bag. I'm I'm mm-hmm. separating the two. Player get your bag. As for the team, why when I have Amari Cooper on my damn roster I, I, why would I swap out a highly paid wide receiver to bring in another highly paid wide receiver as well as pay one Cedric Wilson I, I you know I question their I question their process there y'all and I'm being nice I question their process. Even the four year deal that PFF projects, I think might be incorrect on the years because we heard Stephen Jones come out and say, I'm looking to sign five year deals. And because of the pandemic, we weren't able to do that. And we, and we, and we got snuffed essentially with Dak Prescott having to go with the four year deal. Um, don't blame the pandemic, bruh. Yeah. I had an opportunity to extend him before that, but they want five years. So if they are looking for a long-term deal, It could look like five years for Michael Gallup. But remember this, Cowboys Nation. Michael Gallup just had ACL surgery in February. Now, later today, I'll be doing an interview with our doc from OSMI, and I'm going to ask him about that. Is it ideal for a player off a torn ACL, even with this new modern medicine, to be back in seven or eight months? I see Pupless in his future you guys are saying in this chat box here. Uh, Shook said, I've been questioning their decision-making since Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I did see a super chat. Let me get to that, B-Bird. I believe it was you. I don't want to miss that one there. Super chat. Uh, he says, thank you for the $5 donation, brother. He says, if Steven Jones had three years to build a Super Bowl contender, he'd keep Cooper and D-Law because his job would depend on it. The problem is he's forever He's forever contract. So that goes along the same lines of what we said. I think it was last week or two weeks ago. There's no pressure. If there was pressure, there's not a chance in hell. You're looking to get rid of two of your best players. If there was pressure, you'd be trying to build on top. Instead, he's trying to maintain. So you're absolutely right, B-Bert. There's no pressure. See, that? that is so disingenuous. Coop is lazy as F. Wow. Wow. Mm. See, that, that that's what sucks about about being on a team like this, is that because you're not a Des Bryant or a Michael Irvin, you're perceived as a guy who doesn't care or whatever. Let me ask you something. Does anybody ever talk about Michael Gallup if he cares or not? No. <laughs> no one talks about Michael Gallup if he cares or not. But y'all talking about, well, his demeanor or he, what what about it? He goes out there and he plays. He could be a diva wide receiver. He could absolutely be that and talk a lot of mess and complain and yell and scream and holler. But he doesn't. And don't give me, oh, well, he gives up or he quits. Does he? Do y'all recall him being on that sideline? I don't got the gun with me. And and hitting his, his quad with the gun and going back out there and coming back on the sideline and hitting his quad with the gun. But he quits y'all recall, a lot of people forget Amari Cooper played through cracked ribs at the beginning of the year. For multiple weeks, he played through cracked ribs, but he's a quitter. He lazy. How are you lazy? So Amari Cooper just not out here in the offseason working on his routes. Clearly, if you watch the videos, that's what he does. I think these takes are just, I don't understand them. I don't understand them. Ain't about being in feelings. It's about your. your so, 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 so give me cash. It's saying, get out your fi- It's not about being in your feelings. You're just dead wrong. He, look, look, he ain't no Dez. Who gives a shit? If he's not a Dez Bryant, that's the, that's the point. Who cares if he's not Des Bryant? And that's the problem in Dallas. If you're not Des Bryant, if you're not Michael Irvin, You're perceived as a guy who doesn't care. Again, I ask the question, do you call Michael Gallup lazy? I can show you a ton of film where Michael Gallup is not getting the ball and he's not doing much, and that's normal in wide receiver. That's just what happens. Y'all want to compare him with that. I don't care if he's Des Bryant or not. What I do know is that he performs on this team when targeted. He performs on this team when targeted. He performs on this team when targeted. That's the point. Now, would I care if they went and got a replacement level guy, a guy that's just as good as Amari, or if they think that Lamb is the guy in-house, or they use that money to go get uh, another guy another position? Whatever. It is what it is. I don't trust the front office to do so. I don't trust the front office to do so. They're dead. They're staring at you, dead, dead in your face. Get this man the ball; he will perform. It's that simple. Now, if you don't, if this, if this is what you want to do, right? This is what you said, Stephen Jones. Oh well, it's the system. Yeah, it's a progression thing. We don't. It's what you said, uh, uh, Kellen Moore. We don't want to target a, one receiver too much here. We don't. We don't really want to focus on a guy. Okay. If that's the case, don't pay another wide receiver. Don't do it. Don't do it. Just continue to swap them out. Right? Treat them like, uh, I would say treat them like running backs, but you're an idiot franchise that pays you running back $90 million. I I don't know if I want to say treat them like running backs. Most smart franchises do, you know, swap out that position. But if you think this is the end, C.D. Lamb, get ready. Because you're about to be demonized CD Lamb's not going to get 160 targets, 170 targets, 180 targets. And when it's time to pay CD lamb, they're going to say, you know what? This and that about CD lamb, you know, the system is, I don't know if he's worth 25 million. Cause by that time, it's probably going to be roughly $25 million or whatever it is. So get ready, get ready. <laughs> uh ceo Dune says y'all crazy uh coop skill is better than dez dez was a one-trick pony that's why he was let go um i mean he's, he's more skilled but they're different players i, I don't I, that's why i don't care about complaint or, or comparing them they're different players they do different things very well oh i had a i had a i had a somebody and i, I think this is what give me cash is saying here He's nowhere near those three Cooper cup. Really? Cause somebody told me and Keenan Allen, now he's nowhere in there. Kid, Fuck, freaking kidding me. Oh, wow. Uh, somebody told me he ain't, he's not Cooper. Cup. Only difference in Cooper cup and Amari Cooper is targets. That's it. One is targeted a ton more. The other is not. I don't understand why y'all think this man is just, just boo boo. Y'all crazy. Uh, Manny says, having Zeke get the majority of the touches over Pollard when it's obvious who was a better running back. I'm just going to say this. He was a more healthy guy. He was a more healthy guy. Tom says, Sky, if you're lamb, why would you honestly stay? That's another thing nobody's talking about here. Uh, Why would I want to be a free agent and come to Dallas? it's never going to happen though, right? Like, you know, they're, they're not going to sign big time free agents under Steven. That just seems not to be the case, but even if so, why would I want to do that when you're, you're likely to get rid of me due to said system. So now nah, I'm good. And like you said, Tom, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he loves it here in Dallas in regards to CD lamb. Um, maybe they are. Maybe he holds them. You know, he wins the, the contract negotiations like Amari Cooper did like, Dak did, like Zeke did, like Dez did, like, I won't say Jalen, but uh, DeMarcus Lawrence did. All the guys that held out, in a sense. Not necessarily held out, but you know what I mean. Put the pressure on them. Maybe he wins a contract, and he says, I don't care, I'm getting $100 million. Michael H. believes CD's production is about to drop. Frederick says the play call, and that is most, here's the thing. The quarterback and the play calling are more to do with his target rate than himself. If you, th- that's why you hear them talking about, well, he wasn't giving his best effort against the 49ers on the final drive. Because you can't talk about his actual skill set. His skill set is, is top tier. <laughs> I know Jeremy I, I'm I'm wild and I'm, I'm tripping about this too y'all really think now listen I will give you Adams and Hopkins even though I watch Adams and the Hopkins is, I think he's different but I Adams I love Devontae Adams bro I really really do but y'all acting like this man Randy Moss again targets and quarterback they will obviously elevate your numbers but if we're talking about skill for skill Amari Cooper is one of the most skilled wide receivers in this league and don't you dare tell me that Keenan Allen and Cooper Cup are better because it's not. They're not. They're just targeted more. Uh, Drew, appreciate the nine ninety nine donation. He says, "Super chat." Somebody please show me Dez Super Bowl rings. I'm tired of hearing about Dez and what Dez uh, Dez heads say he did back in the gap. Dez is the greatest idiot that never was. Oh, I'm not gonna crap on Dez now. I mean, Dez was a beast. De- Dez was a beast. I'm not going to crap on him. Um, but, yeah, I guess he is held to a higher. And that's what Cowboys fan, you know, we we do that. We tend to hold guys high, to a higher standard. You know, not higher standard, on a pedestal. And I love Dez. He was one of my favorite players. Probably was my favorite player in the NFL at the time because of his passion, right? I play like that in all sports. But I'm also not stupid. <laughs> Just You don't have to be that kind of a player to be one of the best in the league. You don't have to be the rah-rah guy. To be one of the best in the league, Jay says, "If Amari Cooper was targeted like Cup and Adams, we'd be singing a whole different tune." One hundred percent. I mean, isn't that obvious? You would think that'd be obvious to most fans, but they fall in line with the company line. They're 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 just eating it up. That's all right. We're gonna be right back here in a few years. That's what blows my mind. The fact that people get behind what this front office is doing as if what they're doing works. It'd be one thing if we had some proof in the pudding of their decision making their contracts and all that stuff working. You don't have that. So no, I'm not giving you the benefit of the doubt. No, no, Nah, T-Mac, I think he was saying Dez is the is the best 88 that never was. I th- that's what he's saying, T-Mac. I think we all agree that Irvin was the greatest 88. I, I, it's a, more of a dig at, at him than it is saying that he's the best. Uh, facts, they they sabotage him for the game plan after the bye week, making him run BS routes that uh, that make him non-factor uh, decoy wide receiver wide else. I'm just saying, target them like the rest and you don't have a problem, man. I think that's that's fairly simple, right? Yeah, it's all it's all good, uh, T-Mac. I'll get to you on. Give me a second, Nacho. I'll get to you in a second, brother. I'll get to you in a second. I'll get through these chats real quick. Um, TC915 says, it's the restructuring that kills, that kills it every year. We're up against the cap every damn year because they don't know how to manage these contracts and the cap. Again, you can make this thing jump. Here's what I would do. How about for a chance, go all in for a two to three year run, most likely two, if you really push everything and see what happens. If it doesn't work, blow it the hell up because this this sitting in the middle crap ain't working. But we talk this every year, every year we say, oh, if they just add this one free agent or they just spend a little bit or if they just go all in a little bit, it, it doesn't happen. Steven comes out well before free agency and says we ain't doing that. We, we're not going to go sign a top-tier free agent. Not happening. He literally said we're going to try to get value out of these one-year deals. And when the one-year deals play well, like a J-Ron curse, et cetera, now you have to think about, damn, do I tag him? Do I, th- can I extend him? Now I have to compete on the open market. Now, I don't know how one-year deals work in mid season, but a guy like J-Ron, I would have been trying to come to his ass in November. Hey, man, you think we can get you to sign a friendly deal right now? I wouldn't say friendly, but you think we can get you to sign an extension right now? <laughs> I don't want to have to compete with you on open market, uh, Randy, or whomever else you intend. Dalton, if you intend on bringing certain guys back, try to get them before the season ends. But I get that's not the 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 main goal. The main goal is to try to win week to week. But the main goal for the money guy should be that. Yeah, Blue Star. I mean, Dak's part of it too. Dak is part of the problem yeah, in regards to the targets. I'm not saying he is the problem. Uh, but when you when it's coming down from the top, this is not what we're going to do. He's—I mean, let's just be real. I said it before, man. D- Dak Prescott is not a guy that's going to, you know, ruffle feathers. He's going to do what he's told, and we need a little bit more. Do I got it? Do I got it? In this system, we need a little bit more of it. All right, Nacho, what you got for us, man?
3: Guy. How's it going there, bud?
0: What's up, brother? How are you?
3: Real good, real good. Um, uh, yeah, very uh interesting. You know, I'm 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 I am puzzled as a fan. You know, when you have a roster that is uh, ready to ready to win, ready to compete, and now you're gonna make some very uh decisive decisions that will either that I mean I'm not going to say either. It will. I should say it will impact the football team and what it looks like this year into next year. Um, If we want to get rid of impact players like Amari Cooper and go ahead and and spread the money elsewhere and try to save money, Demarcus Lawrence and Amari Cooper are impact players. 100. And if – and if we're going to go away from them, and I understand it's a business, and I understand it's a, you know, they put themselves in that hole. And, uh, you, you know, now, you know, it's one of those where, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really, really iffy situation going forward. You know, we really have to ask ourselves, do we want to save more money to be able to be more uh, uh, frugal going forward? and have less of a talented football team or do we want to find a way to make sure that we do keep you know the the, the main core impact
2: players Well it sound and it, get it sounds
0: like the former brother it, it sounds like they're willing yeah. to let go of, of said talented players uh to be frugal to 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 you know talk pie and all this other crap that they're going to they're going to spew at you Um, Now, this isn't to say, right, that this team can't compete next year without those dudes. That's not the point. I'm speaking from my view. My view is I want all the talent I can get that I can have, and they can have D-Law. They can have Amari Cooper on this team, and I want to build on top of that. Make no mistake about it. No matter how you feel about Coop, you're lying to yourself. No matter how you feel about D-Law, you're lying to yourself. If you say, remove Coop, remove D-Law, right at the second, the team is better. Bring back Gallup. Bring back said they're better. That's a lie. From a talent to talent standpoint, that is a lie. Does that mean they can't get it done? No. I'm just saying from a talent standpoint, they're not a better team. Now they can go sign a Von Miller uh, or whomever. They can go sign a wide receiver drafted wide receiver and, and hope to get by with that with that group. But as it stands, they would not be a better team. Which, to me, I'm trying to build on top of the quality team I had. Now, let me say this, Nacho, before I let you go. Um, if I knew, right, from the Cowboys, if I knew that uh, Coop was going to be gone and Demarcus Lawrence is going to be gone, there's, a potent, there, there's no guarantee you get back Randy either. But, and I was going to tag a Dalton Schultz or whatever, I think I would have tried to go more of an all-in approach in 2021. Midseason, go try to sign an impact free agent if they get cut. Like, a I'm not saying Odell, but if a guy like Odell. Maybe you trade for a guy, and I'm not saying Von Miller, but if there's a guy on the market I could trade for, you try to do it to get over the hump that year. Because if you knew, going into the offseason this year, we're not bringing back a lot of these guys, and we're going to get rid of two of our top six players, then I'm just going to try to win the whole damn thing right now. So, you know, I know it's hindsight thinking, but, again, I'm trying to put myself in there in the front office's mental. And and you had to believe that they knew they weren't bringing back Amari and Demarcus Lawrence and the potential of losing to Randy Gregory and Dalton Schultz.
3: Yeah, I'm going to – you know what? I'm going to sit back, and I think most of us are – I mean, I don't think we have – you know, obviously as a fan base, we're not going to have a choice, but to sit back and see what they're going to do and how this is gonna how this is, is going to be. And I'm with you on the fact that, okay, if you're gonna move the money and you're gonna go get a Chandler Jones, a Vaughn Miller, okay okay, and then blend in with what you have and kinda go a different route and then and continue to draft and get some of the some of the great players in the draft, okay, maybe we can live with that. But at the end of the day they're gonna have to ask themselves, right? You know do you want – are you going to go to war with a second-tier a second tier or third-tier player compared to getting a first-tier player if you want to win a championship? So that will be the big one. And then second of all, and I'll leave you with this, I was excited to call in because I remember last week we talked about potential draft picks, and now that the scouting combine ended, I know you, you and I were talking about – Davis, right from Georgia. My God, what what, what an, what an outstanding performance! I mean,
0: give me that man in the middle of the damn defense right now.
3: Oh my! I tell you what, either Davis and if Davis moved up, which he probably did, sure. His 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 teammate Wyatt would also be another. I mean, if we can get either of those two guys in our defense, man, I I would be ecstatic. I think. Thank you, thank you. Have a great day, my
0: man. Thanks, Nacho. Appreciate you. I I have a hard time believing they'll mess up the draft because I trust Will, and um, I like where we sit in this draft, especially in the first round. But I think you're you're going to get quality guys in that in the top 100, especially the first two. Excuse me. Oh, oh, Nacho, you are gone, brother? I'm sorry. I got you over here. So you know, I, I think I think they'll be fine in the draft. I, I I don't question I don't question them a ton in the draft because they usually get guys that contribute and things like that. Now of late when I say of late over over this last half decade, they have hit in the first round, obviously, in the second round with Trayvon Diggs and Lamb. But between twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen drafts, they're not really signing anybody long term from those drafts. Which, whatever, it happens. You're not going to hit every on every single draft. Uh, but I said it before: when you don't participate in free agency, you don't participate in the trade market. Unfortunately, Cowboys, you're going to have to draft better. You got to draft better. There's not too many teams that solely win championships. Hell, even get to them, but solely win championships in the free agency era by just drafting. You build your core, and you should. And you should build through the draft, but you can also build in free agency and build with a trade. You have to. I mean, I mean, you, if you look at the history of the championship teams, at least a couple guys were acquired via trade or free agency that helped them get over the hump. That is what free agency is for to me. It's designed nowadays to bring in guys that are ready right now to step in and perform at a high level, or if you got them to be a role player to perform at that role at a high level. Whereas draftees can take a bit, right? I mean, you get your first round picks, second round picks. You would hope they come in right now and be established. Definitely first round pick, but let's just be real. Third, fourth round where fifth, sixth, where most of your team is built. Those guys going to take a little bit. So use free agency to help you get over the hump. Now vice versa. Chris is talking about Troy Anderson. I am, yeah, he's he's one of my guys, too, that I would love to get. I, I think this linebacker, you can get a good linebacker after round one if you don't get one in the first round. Uh, you can get a good tight end in the top 100. Get a good off. I, I think Dallas is sitting pretty. I don't really question. I, I don't have an issue with the draft unless they completely bomb it. And you don't know if they'll bomb it until they play. Uh, but I think there's going to be a lot of quality guys available for them to take. So I don't worry about that too much. Don't worry about that. Uh, James believed he said, I would love to see Dak go against the system and challenge the front office. Dang, don't uh, But why do we expect him to do that when Tony never did it and he was like an, a son to them? Tony kind of, in the sense of, uh, he looked at Scott Linehan and was like, what? Where am I playing, man? <laughs> I'm going to run my play. I don't think this is a hyperbole. I believe he came out and said it. I changed the play like 80% of the time. And then the next year, when Dak came on, steve uh, Scott Linehan came out and said, Oh my God, I love this kid. He never changes the play. It's no joke. It's no joke. Never changes the play. That's what it is. Uh, we'll get to a couple more callers and then we'll wrap this thing up because we got that doc interview I want to get to later, so I can drop for y'all.
1: Uh, what's up, Rick? You know, yo, what's going on, Skywalker? Still, Cowboy Nation, stand up, yo, like, share, subscribe, share, and all that good stuff, man. Yes, sir. You Got the best, mean, man. Appreciate you, bro. One of the five horse. Got better respect in the game out here. Um, what I had to say was this, man. I am, i getting, I'm getting so mad with them slandering. Amari Cooper like this just to get him out of Dallas, man. You know what I mean? It's like, damn, the been been was, what, two seasons? Three seasons? Well, i been here for um, four, four seasons. Uh, yeah, man, and it's like, damn, one time, at one time, we like, we need, a, we need a wide receiver to help deck out. We give him a first-round draft pick and get him. Then you pay him because you don't want him to go to the competition. But now you don't give a damn because you're trying to save money. Yep. And then the, the market's, uh, Lord's not trying to take a pay cut because he, he feels like he doesn't need to. So it's like, yeah. damn, why give up our superstars? Why give up our superstars? The other teams are not going to be giving up a superstars. They're giving up declining superstars, but not superstars that are still capable. Yeah, go. I just don't get that. Yeah, go look at,
0: uh, no. go listen to the Rams right now. You don't hear anything coming out of the LA Rams camp. Saying, you know what, we don't want Von Miller back, or we're looking to trade, or you know what, I'm not trade, but we don't want uh, Odell Beckham. They're actually talking about bringing those guys back. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. You know, and, and, and yeah. remember, remember y'all, well, the Rams? They're gonna be terrible. They're gonna be in cap hell and yada yada yada. I don't give a damn. Did it get me a ring? Did it get me to the Super Bowl? It did. But see, this front oh, office man. spews all this stuff, and this fan base eats it up. Every year they
1: vilify guys and they eat it up. My whole thing is this. Not not a catch you off, Scott. My whole thing is this. What makes Stephen Jones qualify to run the books? Okay, he got us out of Cat Hell. I get you for that. But you wasn't there when we you wasn't making plans or you we didn't hear about your hands all the way in the pot when you when your dad was winning Super Bowls, man. So it's like like where did we go wrong here? You know what I mean? It's like this dude making all these key decisions that affect us down the line. I don't think no cowboy fan would care if we put all the chips in the damn middle to go win one and win one mm-hmm. and we and we gotta uh rebuild this team for like two or three years. Yep. Because we, we put all the chips in the middle to go get us one. I'm tired of this bullshit. But to my friends, I don't mean any cussing like this. No, I'm true. tired of this BS with with uh stephen jones behind talking about oh we don't want we don't want the, the team to go down because we don't put all our assets to the middle of the table that's the whole point of, of the game, game It's to win you don't do this for a fucking bro.
0: you know what stephen jones would be at the poker table he'd be a fish man he'd, he'd be a fish surround he's a fish right now surrounded by sharks that's what he would be, scared little, easy to read. I play poker, so I love poker. I would read Stephen Jones so damn easy, man. I could bluff him. That's what the players do all the time, too. You know what I mean? Go all in, he gets scared. I fold. Now I have nothing but do seven off suit
1: on the river. anyway, go ahead, man. I, I just don't, I just don't get, I just don't get this dude, man. He really putting this this franchise in limbo by letting everybody get away. What's the whole point of giving up a first-round draft pick mm. to the Raiders just to let the man go? I just don't get that philosophy because it's like you invested into this man not once but twice, you know what I mean? And just because he's not one of the good old boys that, that y'all like on that team, the good quiet people uh, that just follow rules and don't don't have no rebuttal or don't say anything back to y'all, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, man – Denz cannot be wrong. Uh, all these players cannot be wrong about the, what they're saying about this front office and that they're controlling what's going on on the field. You know what I'm saying? And for and for us, you know, you're closing, you're closing. I feel bad for us as fans. Yeah, yeah, I feel I feel bad for us as fans that we we keep feeding into this trop, this this bad product that they feed us, man. It's like, damn, man, we love our Cowboys. It's like, damn, if y'all not gonna love, if y'all, not, if y'all don't have the same love, just put the people in position to do, to do your job, and y'all just sit back and watch, and watch the product unfold on the field, man. Stop robbing the fans of what we come here to see. That's all I'm saying, bro. Sure. Hey, man, that's all I had to say, sky this morning, man. Appreciate you, big bro. I'ma holler at you, Cowboy Nation. Let's stay, let's stay positive, let's stay up. But at the same time, we got to, we got to voice our opinion about these things. Yeah. Just ain't right in Dallas,
0: man. All right. I appreciate you. Uh, one of the questions he asked was, what makes Stephen Jones qualified? The fact that he's daddy's boy. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Now, I'm I'm mean, pretty sure he has like some law background or something like that. I, I don't know what he got a degree in and went to school in or whatever. Uh, but if you go look at the other teams that we talked about last week or two weeks ago in regards to general manager, because let's just be real. He is the real general manager. He has the say on who gets cut or what have you and who gets paid. When you go look at those guys, the, the Gutekinds, right? The, uh, the the Eagles general manager, I forget, Howie Rosemans, um, Les Snead, right? And then, uh, John Lynch is all these other guys. I said this before. There's pressure on those dudes. There's pressure. And then... For most of them, including the one in the chief's general manager, most of them had to work their way up to get there. Steven didn't have to work his way up. It was given to him. So, I mean, in a way, he's not qualified because he didn't show that he was capable of doing such and such and such and such. So, no, there is no qualifications besides him being Jerry Jones' son i gotta i gotta wrap it through these ones uh b bird what's up man hey what's happening today Scott? how you doing bro i'm good man
4: all right so this is stephen jones's season man this is where he gets the yeah. uh the uh, camera the mic and everything in front of him he lives for this and you can just tell that he does because um it, it brings up his uh his importance to the organization um he lives for his off-season, and so, the limelight is something that he really, you know, wants and he gets at this point in time. But the OT, the OC, said something the other day that really struck me and it was really so true I couldn't put it in better words. He said that Stephen Jones runs his team like an accountant rather than a football guy. He does, and that was just so so true to me um, uh, in what he said. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, it's so what we talked about here when we said this is a business to him, right? Like you, they, he operates yeah. this as a business, and that's why you, 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 there's no separation. That's the problem. Usually, there's a separation in most of these organizations. You have the businessmen, and then there's that layer where you have the football people. It all yeah. is one. And what yes. in a bit in a business in this business, what comes first, right? And in a business, any business is money. Yes. it's money. And, and, and cap. I'm not saying cap is is a direct correlation to the money that they make, but. For Steven, he operates the cap as if it's a damn business as opposed to football operations to win a championship. So, you know, that's something that you know, we talk about a lot here, but I, I totally agree. He, he, you know, it's definitely operated in that manner. So I agree with O.C. And as,
4: and as we're talking about it, it makes more sense because what, what, what you're saying basically is, yeah, you'll have a business side and you have a football side and they'll kind of compromise on, on a stance, but but you have no football per- Personnel, you know, you don't have, have no a football. football side meeting. Pushing back on the business side, oh,
0: yeah, you said it perfectly. Pushing back because a lot of people want to tell you, Will McClay, Will McClay ain't Will. Mc, listen, y'all, I love me some Will McClay. Really good football eye. All Will McClay can do is go pick out the groceries or the ingredients that Steven tells him to. That's all he can do. He can say these are these are the type of players that you wanted. Here is the list of those guys. Pick them. He can't go above or beyond any of that because Steven won't sign those guys. He told him, and that's not what yes. we're going to do. So, while I love Will McClay, I don't think he has the pushback, like you said, authority to sign so and so.
4: And no, he doesn't. And or that's why you know, they love they they love him for his football acumen, and and they pay him well for that. And so, uh, you know, he's not in a position that where he's going to push back. He's just going to give them data, information about players, and then uh, what his uh, idea is. But he's not going to bang on the table or anything like that. They don't pay him for that. They pay him just for the information. And so uh, that's that's what it is. And they have no pushback from the football side. But one of the things, too, is that, you know, Stephen Steven Jones has a 20-year plan for this business, and it has nothing to do with football. And so when we got to look at it, you say, okay, so – naturally we say that a general manager, uh, uh, president, uh, these guys are in it to witness the ultimate thing, win the Super Bowl. I think it's to keep, I think what Steven is wants to do is continue to keep the Cowboys viable, uh, uh, keep them out there, uh, being the most visible team and, and well, just Jerry, keep this thing sure. rolling. I, I think that, uh, oh, going on, go
0: on, no Jerry for sure wants that.
4: Yes. And, and the thing is, is I think, uh, I said this the other day, but, you know, this is the only team uh, that can dr- draft a player and already be thinking about what they're going to do when his fifth year comes up. Because what I'm saying is they know they're going to be here. Other GMs, uh, other people in the front office yep. don't know if they're going to be there, so they're putting everything on this draft. We want to see this guy succeed. Our guys don't do that. They're already thinking about, okay, this guy's going to co- They're thinking about Micah's contract at this point in time. Another GM don't have uh, not afforded afforded the ability to do that because he only has three three to four years to turn this thing around, so he wants to get everything out of Micah as he can. They're not thinking about drafting Micah's replacement, but the but the Joneses can because they don't have anything, no pressure on them. They're going to be there. He's going to be
0: here. He literally came out and said, "Yeah, you know, you got to think about 2024 and 2025." What? Yeah. No general manager would say that because they can't afford to think three years down the road because they may not be there. There's no pressure for the present, B-Bird. There isn't.
4: Yeah. All right. I, I, and that's that's, me, that's what that's what's killing us, man.
0: Yeah, let me get to set it off real quick, man, because I got to get I gotta get going. All here, right, so. I'll talk to you later, bro. Appreciate you, B-Bird. Yeah. Set it off, Chris, no
1: man. What's good? Hey, man. Listen, man. Week and B-Bird, let me get out your way quick, took everything that I was going to say. That's I'm cool. just listening, but. The three things that we don't have, man, there is no pressure. There is no pressure whatsoever on this front office there's, because there's no pushback from the fans. And because the fans won't stop looking, because we won't stop watching, because we won't stop purchasing, because we're in what we, we and you have talked about before, a truly abusive relationship, they can move the way they move. Yeah. They move the way they move in this situation because we won't turn them off. We won't leave them alone. We won't change the locks. We, we won't stop cooking for them because we love them so much, and and for Demarcus Lawrence to come, for them to even think about before anything, the going aud- to Demarcus Lawrence, the audacity, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for, for the for, and, you know, and my man Stephen A would say the amending goal for uh, them to turn around and for him to say, hey, I'm not even thinking about giving you a cut. It should have been going to him first and say, hey, listen, we let we looking to trade you. Because we drafted your guy last year in the Johnson dolson And then we, we got the, you know, the defensive you know, chess piece and Michael Parson. You're the guy need to be looking about where you get ready to go. Oh, they never came to Marty Cooper. I yeah. oh, never said nothing to him. At, at any point in time, because as as you noted, I know you said it, you gave up a first-round draft pick. You got him on a year and a half on his rookie deal. And now you got the guaranteed money out of the way. You will push him back a year. Restructure him a year. And then you, like you said, the one thing we don't do at all, and I'm gonna get out your way, we are never gonna push our tips to the middle of the table, because when we went four and twelve, this damn base lost it. We we can't. We here's the crazy part, Scott. We went four and twelve, we lost our minds. We went twelve and five, and we still lost our minds, because we're never. Because even trying to play all the way in, if we don't get to the to the NFC Championship or get to the Super Bowl. Because my year was NFC Championship. I didn't think this defense was a year early, a year premature. But if we don't get to that point, we lose our minds. We're 12-5. Anybody else would have tweaked tweak a few things. Go
0: it's, ahead. it's because we know that the front office doesn't build on top of these type of things, right? And our history, our, our recent history has shown that if we don't take advantage of that said year, the following year, Never results in a a winning season in the sense of playoffs and victories. It hasn't been done since two thousand six two thousand seven, where Dallas has went to back to back playoff spots. So, you know when you have a when you have a, a front office who who isn't going to take that aggressive approach on top of a good season, your all of your energy is exerted into oh my god we got to get it done right now. Because there may not be a tomorrow <laughs> to do it. So when it when it happens the way it happened, you're like, oh, "Are you kidding
2: me?" You
0: know, "Are you kidding me?" So yeah, now, yeah. you know, now you're just hoping and praying that you know we at least get back to the playoffs. That that's the start because it hasn't happened in back-to-back. Years. No, no, back to no, the not, the, not the playoffs. Oh, not
1: the playoffs. Let me get double-digit win seasons. Let's get back-to-back back double double-digit win seasons. Yeah. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's get back to double-digit wins, and then you know playoffs and all that. All that pine of scout, all that good stuff that all these properly run, you know, Will Greaves, all, all about wins franchises do. Here, here's the one right kill, now,
0: Go ahead. Here's the one that killed me set off, Chris. When everybody be like, well, Cowboys ain't going to do nothing as long as they got so and so at so and so. They ain't going to do nothing as long as this coach is that coach. Fam, they ain't done nothing for 26 goddamn years. Why do you think it's a player?
1: <laughs> I digress. <laughs> Hey, man. Hey, man. This is why we tune into you, man. This is why we listen to you. This is why we follow, man. That's why we hit the like button, man, for the passion, man. Because when the the host is passionate, it makes all the sense in the world, man. Listen, bro, going me get out your way. I'm going to listen tomorrow, man. Hey, man, man. look out for me and Frank. Hey, man, look out for me and Brandon on Frankie's Football, man. We back in action, man. And uh, we'll go from there, bro. Yeah, shoot, shoot me your stuff, man, whenever you do. You got me on Twitter. No doubt. No doubt, man. We definitely do that, man. Be blessed, man. We'll talk soon. Appreciate you.
0: Ah man, I gotta get. I, I gotta get going. I gotta get going. I got. I got a uh, Dr. Boothby coming on the show. I'm. Uh, it's a recording, so we'll drop it later today. Dr. Boothby, would very passionate today. Very passionate in the chat. I appreciate that. We don't always got to agree. I, I, I told you that before. Uh, I appreciate y'all coming coming through. Jay said twenty seven. Damn near. Eh, 26, twenty six, twenty seven. Whatever. I just do find that funny when they be like, well. Dallas is never going to because of so-and-so player. What's what's the meme? It's been 84 years. And we still think it's a player in Dallas. All right. (laughs) Y'all keep falling for that if y'all want to. Uh, But yeah, so tune in later. uh, We're going to talk about injuries, uh, the doctor and I, and and see where the real timetable is with uh, Michael Gallup see where Zeke and his torn PCL, if he'll be back fine. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about Dak's calf and the ankle situation, shoulder, all that good stuff Um, and try to get that to you. You know, I'm excited to talk to him because I'm hoping we can build a relationship that carries on throughout the season. I really do. All right, man, listen, I got to get going. I love y'all. I appreciate y'all make sure y'all tune in later tonight. Uh, with our guy Mauricio Rodriguez on A to Z Sports Prime Time. Uh, as well as A to Z Sports dot com. For all the latest and greatest with the articles. We have hired a couple new uh, writers and editors. And they are doing a fantastic job. A fantastic job. Tomorrow we'll get more into the uh, player aspect of things. Maybe combine. I-, I would say some more free agent talk. But can we even really talk about free agents at this point when, when there's in-house situations we got to take care of Dalton to J. Ron Curse, the Randy Gregory's these guys sound like they'll they'll be in the mix here and, and you know but we'll maybe talk about that as well so y'all stay tuned for that all right I'm gonna go ahead and press this button and get the heck going up out of here man oh and do or don't go see Batman the Batman if you want but report back to me and let me know what you think maybe I didn't have the right lenses on at the time I, I don't know I don't know Appreciate y'all man. Make sure y'all tune in later tonight if y'all can. Hit that like button on the way out. Subscribe if you if you want. And again, if you don't agree, it's all good. It's all love, man. Get out of here. Peace. One time for the one time. Y'all wanna hear it? Cat boa, cat boy, What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they
1: come for you? It's nice to, nice to, nice this, nice this, nice hey.